Opinions are just as solid as facts. I mean, Chuck, if Chuck Tingle has taught us anything, it's yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. We'll, we're tinglelites. Ting- we're ting- we're tinglers. Tinglers. Yeah. <laughs> I used to. I knew a guy uh, in college whose last name was Tingly. 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 Ooh, that's tough. I'm not gonna say his first name because I don't want people. Don't say I his want first. Pe- name. I want people fucking bugging him. That's a. It's tough to grow up with weird. Name my mom's first name was Tuesday. It is Tuesday. So what if it? What if her name was Tuesday Tingley? <laughs> that would be sad for her. I feel like I think that's a really fun name. You think so? Yeah. She wanted to name me Harmony Hazel Hamoy. That would be great. No, that would have been terrible. She also wanted to name me Wednesday, but then she just now introduces me as Wednesday. Named me Audrey and now introduces me as Wednesday. Tuesday, don't worry, I'm gonna start calling Audrey Wednesday. Yeah, I'm sure. Knowing you, you old goofball. I'm I'm tired of being everyone's clown. <laughs> everyone's clown boy. Did you know that the clowns have commandments? Like clowns in general? Clown association? There are eight commandments. The fuck, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Are you talking about the satanic church? Because <laughs> they have about eight commandments. No. Clowns. It's like... Well, one should be a thou shalt not clown around, but it's not. Thou shalt, thou sh- <laughs> thou shalt, thou shalt clown always around. goof. <laughs> it was like, you. as soon as you are not in your makeup, as soon as you are done with your clown show, take your makeup off and to not, like, taint the clowning. Sounds like there's nothing funny about being a clown. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Womp, womp. <laughs> uh, this is Wax Pathetic. This is a weekly show about... Uh, I was about to say it's about podcasts. <laughs> we're going to review your favorite podcast. Audrey, what's, give me a podcast. Um, we're going to go with um, My Favorite Murder. A plus. Okay. Joe Rogan Experience, F. <laughs> Zero. I listened to Zero it. Zero, Jacob. I recently, people have been asking me why I did this. There was an episode of the Joe Rogan Experience that had Alex Jones of InfoWars on it. Oh, no. And I was like, these are two of my least favorite people on the planet. I have to listen to this. <laughs> and so I saw that it was four hours long. <gasps> uh, what? Yeah, yeah. And I listened to an hour of it, and I was like, this is just fucking is it one of those like cd tracks where it's like an hour of dead air and then you get like a bonus no they could not stop talking yeah no i have a hard enough time doing 30 minutes a week of this thing but they were talking about pizzagate they were talking about uh apparently uh barack obama has some some hidden codes in those podesta emails too uh this is so crazy the world is so crazy I think it's. I just think it's funny that Alex Jones is his definition of proof is uh, what most people would define as a wild speculation. <laughs> it's proof right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Obama said the word hot dog in an email, so that means that he's into male prostitutes. That's basically Man. what it boiled down to. Did they say what they say about Pizzagate? Um, just all the same guard. He was like, I didn't start Pizzagate, but here's all the facts about it that I didn't print and <laughs> passed off to other people. And oh, it's good. like, you fucking, uh, we have that turd living in Austin. I can't believe that. <sighs> There's this weird thing where uh, it's like people don't, can't distinguish. Like if it's written somewhere, then it's the truth. Mm-hmm. But like, 
as we learned in school, like, we didn't really learn that in school, but we just learned that there are sources that you need to... We didn't, like, teach... Well, a wise man once wrote, I have a, I have opinions, and those are just as valid as facts. <laughs> wise, wise man. <laughs> yeah. Um, one, one thing that uh, I always think about that makes me laugh is uh, a couple months ago, I went to a friend's wedding, and the DJ kept on playing... <laughs> Kept on playing like, uh, like while people were seat were sitting like Game of Thrones music and like the Jurassic Park theme song and stuff. <laughs> and then when I finally peeped that DJ station, he was just he was just playing from a laptop. So it's like you needn't have bothered yeah. <laughs> even showing up, sir. Yeah. But he had a gigantic Infowars sticker on the front of his laptop. Oh my god! And it was amazing. What? Yeah. He's like, this is real music. I asked the I asked the friend. I was like, did you know this guy was like a? Do you know this guy like like him and his big Infowars sticker and he looked terrified about the Infowars thing oh my god yeah it was real funny that is a terrible realization to come to yeah (laughs) Uh, but this is not a conspiracy theory podcast Uh, this is about music and is it uh, is it not oh fuck (sighs) who's been reading my emails (laughs) hot dog so last week uh, Audrey talked about the album Days by Real Estate and how it makes her think of spring mm-hmm. and having a good time in spring. And I'm here this week to talk about a springtime album, uh, which is Apollo 18 by They Might Be Giants. Yeah. Uh, did you, had you heard this record before? Um, I hadn't, and I did recently. What would you think? Recently, as of today. <laughs> as of today. Um, it was very interesting. It was... It almost sounded like... Not chip tuny a little bit, but like at some points it reminded me of like old video game music. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't. I can't. I forget the song. Like there's so many songs on this, I kind of lost track of. There are a lot of songs in this, and to be fair, to be fair, uh, songs 17 through 38 are, or no, I'm sorry, 17 through 37 are technically the same song. Yeah. Um, they're just all like, we'll get, we'll get into that. I guess for me, why this is a, a, a spring album is because, uh, I first started listening to They Might Be Giants. Uh, I, I think it was a, about the spring of my junior year of high school. These are one of your big influence bands, right? This is a bit, yeah, this is a big, in- okay. we've, we talked in the past about how I legitimately told my wife that a, uh, fat balding man in uh, socks and sandals at a They Might Be Giants concert, who is wearing an Apollo 18 tour T-shirt. I leaned over to my wife and legitimately said, oh, that guy's OG. <laughs> We've talked about that before. Yes. Um, no, They Might Be Giants are, uh, they're they're a very important band to me. Um, but I first started listening in high school. Uh, I remember uh, maybe a year or two prior uh, when I was starting to get woke to right. music, to like alternative music. Um, my... Uh, my uncle, who uh, also is like, uh, he he's turned me on to a lot of good music, but um, he was visiting my family, uh, and he was like, oh, I think you would like They Might Be Giants, and I was like, oh, whatever, you're old, and <laughs> then... <laughs> That's pretty cool that your uncle, though. I know, I, and he's actually not old. I think he was like 30 at the time <laughs> yeah. or something. Uh, everyone's old. Um, yeah. Shut up, old man. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I found out that my uncle has like hung out with Neil Young and shit like that, what? which is pretty fucking cool. That's uh, crazy. So he's cooler than I'll ever be. But uh, so anyway, a couple of years pass, and um, I'm trying to. I'm man. I'm trying real hard to get this job at Best Buy. 
trying real hard to work yeah. at Best Buy. Yeah. And I have a friend who works there, so I've gotten in, and like uh, I I go in for my interview. I got a little bit of time to kill, and I'm walking the aisles, looking at the CDs, you know, just checking things out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I see the Dial-A-Song box set. Um, so uh, I ended up buying that Dial-A-Song box set. Uh, once I did eventually get my job at Best Buy, I got that sweet, sweet, Ooh, discount. That sweet discount. Ooh, that discount. What was that? Was it a deep discount? Oh, that discount, it was cost plus 5%. So whatever the company bought it for, plus five percent, which like that's a good ass discount. You get some fucking deep discounts on when that. Uh, CDs were in their primo too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I guess te- technically, you know, if I was going to, s- if I had had my my perfect way on this, I would have said dial a song, but that's a compilation. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a compilation of you know greatest hits slash rarities, mm-hmm. and it's fucking great. And it's got Sarah Vowell wrote the liner notes. Sarah Vowell also did a really great piece about They Might Be Giants on uh, This American Life at one point. Look it up. Uh, but I digress. Um, some of the songs that stood out to me the most, they were like the, the songs that, like, driving around Green Bay, you know, yeah. the big the big city. The big city of Green Bay, windows down on my 1989 Chevy Corsica. You're just putting your... You're putting your feet up on that chair, just like re- maxing relax. You're thinking I'm about settling in. You're th- you're just realizing how cool it is. Like I'm, so I'm driving around <laughs> in, in like, what car? My 1989 Chevy Corsica that had belonged to my grandparents. Were those the big boat cars? No, it's okay. it's interesting that you bring that up though, because they might be giants have a song called "Boat of Car." Ooh, that's yeah. weird. What? Anyway, so 89 Chevy Corsica. Okay. Smells like cigarettes from when my grandparents owned it. Mm-hmm. The uh, the upholstery on the roof is caving in, so oh, it looks good. it looks like a circus tent yeah. in my car. It makes a Chewbacca noise whenever <laughs> I turn a corner, <clears throat> and I'm just uh, just blasting eye palindrome eye. You son of a bitch, I palindrome. Listen to that I palindrome mine. I sure did. It's a real clever song. Yeah. And it's uh it's about uh, like that part in the middle where like they start the, like they have a palindrome of a of a bridge. Mm-hmm. Where, like they sing the bridge forwards and then backwards and like they did that live in studio. Like that'd be real tough. Yeah. Um but it's a real clever band. And I got I got like fucking deep into like the cryptology of oh <laughs> they might, my god of they might be giant songs. Like there's this website and every Every study hall, I think it, I think it was tmbg.org because and it was a fan site, uh, and it was like an original wiki type of site. Yeah, it, like this is this is before wikis were a thing. Uh-huh. So this this is like two thousand three, um, so I don't think like wikis were big. No, I don't think so. Like I think Wikipedia was around, but there weren't like the you know kind of like oh we made an Adventure Time wiki or yeah. whatever. Um, 
but this was like a website maintained just by a very passionate group of fans where like they'd post the song lyrics and then they would like dive deep into like the symbolism of them. That sounds and, like, badass. It was so fun. It was so good. Some of the ones that are like super deep aren't on this album, but like if you read uh, like what the interpretation of the song Purple Toupee is about, like a lot of people think like, oh, they might be giants. They're just like goofy novelty, like nerd songs. It's like, no, these guys were fucking like, they were like, writing national treasure like map instructions <laughs> yeah. into their songs like purple toupee that whole song is like about uh like the assassination of john f kennedy and stuff like Damn. that and it's just fucking crazy there's also like so so going back to this um we got we got to talk about fingertips let's talk about it we got to talk about fingertips because in the dial song box set uh it was just one long song and fingertips for those who don't know it's a masterpiece uh it could be an album in and of itself, which would be about two minutes long. Yeah. Because the longest uh, of these 10 tracks is a minute. Um, but Fingertips is like, it's it's 10 like little songs. Would you say snippets? Yeah, definitely. I mean, they are like, yeah, like, like spanning, six seconds, spanning 10 Spanning genres. Yeah. It's, it just comes together as one cohesive piece, even yeah. though it's like just like fragments of thoughts of pieces of songs like it's not even a fraction of a song yeah i think my favorite one is what's that blue thing what's that blue thing doing here something grabbed a hold of my hand i didn't know what had my hand but that's when all my troubles began i don't understand you i don't I just don't understand you. I don't understand I don't understand the things you say. It's just so good because it's like just these like it like it'll have like oh man I can I can see that expanding out into like a good song but then yeah. it'll just Ends. pop into what's that blue thing doing here? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just it's just brilliant. And then like statue got me high. Like that's like. Man, I I I used to know what like all the secret meanings behind that song were, but it's just like this is a song like I'll say it was it was springtime and that I I got into the MIT Giants around springtime, mm-hmm. but also it was like fresh new like fresh new like you I never heard anything like this before. Yeah, I, I can see that like listening to this like describing your music past and you listening to this and being like whoa, this is like nothing I've ever... It's like, hey, I'm a rude boy. I'm listening to my I'm listening yeah. to my Goldfingers. I'm yep. listening to my Less Than Jake's. Uh, other than that, it's like... But it still's got it still's got the toots. There's some toots on here. There's some toots. There's some definite toots. So there's a little bit of overlap in the toots that maybe helped you kind of like bridge that. It wasn't... No, I think I think at this point I was over the toots. Oh, okay. Um, but no, like uh, I was I was into indie rock at this point. Mm-hmm. Um because, like, I think, you know, my intro to indie rock was, like, Pavement and Built the Spill and maybe a little Super Chunk and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, this was just, like, so weird. And, like, uh, I also, like, I love that there are those, like, kind of funny, nerdy songs, like Mammal. So the warm blood flows through the large four-chambered heart. Maintaining the very high metabolism rate they have. Mammal, mammal, their names are called, they raise 
It's just goofy, but like it's got like an educational value behind it where like it teaches you like this is the definition of a mammal. <laughs> um They have so many weird songs like the the uh Why Does the Sunshine, which isn't on this album, but like that's that's another one where like it's super catchy and weird and goofy, uh, but also like informational. It's when you And said- also it's uh, scientifically wrong as they have admitted later. <laughs> It's um. It kind of reminds me of when you were describing them, when we talk about Devo, and it's like goofy on the outside, <laughs> but like there's a deeper layer that people like don't. If you're not like a, a fan of them, like you don't like kind of dig deep, you won't. Yeah, and it's interesting. That even like I think that they might be giants and Devo, like absolutely cut from the same mm-hmm. cloth. Um, yeah. Uh, just they have like. Like, aesthetically, they have their own thing where, like, they have a lot of uh, imagery that, that, you know, has kind of spanned their entire career. Like, you know, Devo has, like, the power domes and the yellow jumpsuits, like, one of the many things. And, like, They Might Be Giants have, like, uh, you know, gigantic, like, cutouts of presidents heads and stuff like that um but like that's interesting i would i would actually like to look there's there's definitely a connection between they might be giants and deep like there's like there has to be i can hear like i can hear it when i listen to it and i think about like they did like that malcolm in the middle theme song which is like kind of like a goofy sitcom like everybody wants a piece of they might be giants like i like fucking like, they might be giants are an easy band to shit on. I feel like because they have like a silly-ish sound. They're, sometimes. they're definitely silly, but like they mo- they moved to New York because they wanted to be straight up punks. Yeah, like they that's why they did it. So John, so John Flansburg, John Linnell, they were like, we're gonna move to New York. I can't remember where they're originally from. I I own the documentary on DVD about they might be giants. Uh, but they so they moved to New York and then they kind of realized that punk was over. And they started playing at, like, these weird little cabaret clubs just doing their fucking, like, uh, guitar, accordion, and drum machine thing. (laughs) And, like, they, like, but now, like, everybody wants, like, they're fucking making these children's albums for Disney and shit like that. Right now? Yeah. Like, uh, here come the ABCs, one, two, threes, and science. Like, those are all, like, Disney paid paid them to do that. And it's, like, Malcolm in the Middle wanted it, and, like... I don't know. Yeah, they've been like doing all these like other. Th- I don't know, like that Malcolm in the Middle thing was so long ago, but like they were still. I don't know. It's weird that they're in like popular culture, but like no one ever. They wrote a song for the <laughs> the Power Rangers movie. They did. Yeah. Damn. That's funny. I feel I feel like the the cultural impact of uh of they might be giants is very. Uh, underrated. I that's feel like, what I'm. That's what I was trying to get yeah, at. Yeah, and I feel because at one point they they were the best selling indie band in the world. Mm-hmm. Like that straight up, like they were the best selling indie band in the world. And like, because it's like, yeah, fucking Birdhouse in Your Soul is a masterpiece. Like that is a beautiful song. Like I mean, some of these some of these songs are like they're so. Like everyone's just like oh par- like Particle Man and like that's another thing they were on Tiny Toon Adventures. Oh, that's point. right, that's right. But like Particle Man, like oh it's just a a goofball of a song. But then they have like a song like they'll need a crane 
off. I think that one's off of Lincoln. I'm really, I just kind of wanted to talk about the Ivy Giants. I didn't really want to talk about Apollo 18 <laughs> specifically, but like, uh, they'll need a crane where it's like, it's, it's like a, a kind of a funny song, but it's about two people who are like breaking up their marriage. And it's like, like, yeah, like this is fucking deep shit. To pick the broken ruins up again to mend her heart, to help him start, to see a world apart from pain. Don't call me at work again, no, no, the boss still hates me. I'm just tired and I don't love you anymore. And there's a restaurant we should check out where the other nightmare people like to go. I mean, nice people, baby, wait, I didn't mean to say nightmares. And they, they just hide all of these, all these, like, super sad songs in, like, these catchy goofy pop melodies yeah and i fucking love it mm-hmm. i th- i think that probably uh i think the might be giants has had a big influence on the the music that i love and my sense of humor and probably like you know coming from a divorced family and stuff like that like i think songs like they'll need a crane and there's ones where it's like a like a secret message about like pain kind of hidden in something happier like i think they probably got me through some rough times yeah for sure also another fun fact uh from having watched all of the uh bonus features on the they might be giants uh (laughs) it's called uh a tale of two johns the story of they might be giants uh it's a fantastic documentary i'd highly recommend checking it out you got some simpsons people on there you got some you got your sarah vowel on there i think some sctv people on there anyway um one of the things that I learned from watching the bonus features was that uh, Apollo 18, originally there was like, they caught wind that Elvis Costello was somewhat interested in producing this album. And they were like, no, he can't, he can't, we'll embarrass ourselves. <laughs> we can't have Elvis Costello do it. And I don't think it was ever a serious thing, but yeah. the, their manager was just like, okay, I guess I'll just. Tell Elvis Costello's people that you don't no, want him to produce your you record. <laughs> yeah, so like, what would this album have been like if Elvis Costello had produced it? That's crazy. Tell, no, I'm asking. Oh, you. I tell don't me. know. I don't know. Tell me what it would have been Shit, like. Man, I don't know. I guess that's it. <laughs> that's good story. Um, I'll talk. Like, if anyone wants to talk to me about why they love They Might Be Giants, um, uh, you can uh, tweet at us. Uh, Wax Pathetic Pod. Uh, you can write us an email. Wax Pathetic the Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Give us a call, 5127MeBub3. Yep. Um, you can tweet at me directly at NJ Shirk. Uh, I just want to talk about They Might Be Giants with people. Yeah. That's how I feel like with Desire. I want to just like talk about Desire. And too. that's why like you got to talk about, like you want to talk about Desire this whole for the whole fucking show. I just want to talk about They Might Be Giants and Elvis <laughs> Costello. Like, that's my fucking, that's my deal. That's I my haven't life. even talked about Blink-182. <laughs> I'm gonna. <laughs> okay, well, the next episode will be just Blink-182. Yeah. No, next episode is gonna be, uh, we're gonna have a guest, oh, a guest. We are. A guest star. A little bubby guest. Uh, we'll talk about that at the end of the show. Yeah. Um, that's all I gotta say. Um, just talk, talk to me about They Might Be Giants. Um, and what they mean to you yeah. and about how they're great. And if you're going to be a hater. Uh, see you later. See you later, hater. Uh, yeah, that's all I got to say. Um, let's take it to a break. Yeah, uh, let's so do that. I have a, a playlist that I've been creating for a couple months now because I always like 
someone will suggest a record or I'll see like a picture of a record that has a cool album cover or something. And I'm like, I want to check that out later. And so I created a playlist, uh, which I did not expect to get to be uh, 3,300 songs long. Uh, but what? Yeah, it's a 3,300 3, uh, songs. That would stress me out. Two, two, 200 hours and 14 oh minutes of uh, music that I have intended to listen to but haven't. That's giving me like the anxiety. And so just I'm just going to, when we go to break here, I'm just going to uh, shuffle through and find a song that I haven't listened to. So we're going to take a listen to Course in Vain by The Effigies. Don't know anything about this. Hope is good. Hope is good. in vain by the effigies what'd you think of that i liked it uh i think i know why that was on uh my my check it out playlist uh i talked a couple of weeks ago about uh naked ray gun and when i watched that chicago punk documentary and mm-hmm. i think this might have been one of the bands i talked about on cool. it yeah uh so yeah i like i dig that I dig it um we have a call to listen to this week uh if you would like to get in touch with us as we said before uh, wax pathetic the podcast at gmail.com or Instagram or Twitter, wax pathetic pod, or our wonderful phone number, Audrey. It is 5127 Me 3. And let's take a listen to this call that we got this week. Oh, behave. This is Austin Bowers, baby. And I just wanted to say it's time for Bob to move aside and let Jacob be the Dylan. I've lost me mojo. I hate you so much. Nick is m- killing himself right now. He's like red and laughing so hard I, at his own joke. About about uh, <laughs> about two hours ago, uh, I went out to my car. <laughs> I like the part where you say, "I've lost me mojo." I've lost, which he never says. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, I went out to my car. I was like, all we have uh, is Casey and Bo's call, which you heard last week. And I was yeah. like, well, I wonder what Austin Powers would think of Bob and Jacob Dylan. And apparently he thinks... Uh, it, it wasn't me, contrary to what I said, but apparently yeah. Austin Powers thinks that it's time for Bob to move up and let Jacob be the Dylan. Yeah. Oh, it sounded just like him. Good. I know. It was a good impression. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, tight. <laughs> tight. It's fucking tight. Uh, hey, let's hear, let's hear, uh, last week we, we started it with the first two pages of, uh, Chuck Tingle's, Ooh, uh, it's, uh, Tingle time. It's, t- Tingle time, do 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 tingle time, do 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 do. So last week we heard the first two pages of Chuck Tingle's fake news, real boners, and we're gonna pick it up where we left off. Okay. So what happened last week? We heard about his love for a reporter for the website Jessica Borto, yeah, Butt Bart News. Yep. And cliffhanger. Yeah. Now we're in the middle of her her own article. Is this show about music anymore? Uh, what's music? Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Page three. Wow, can you believe how dumb everyone else is? You're not like them. You're a free thinker. Who has it all figured out? Nice one. You're really amazing. Incredible. I'm reading Jessica's newest post on the liberal media's connection to the space dinosaur agenda when my friend Gorn approaches, breaking my concentration. <clears throat> I look up from my laptop, suddenly thrust back into the subtle din of the coffee shop that buzzes around me. Tubo, Gorn shouts, smiling wide. What's going on, man? I haven't seen you in forever. I grin, too, standing up to greet this old friend. We hug briefly, and then I motion for the chair across from me. Sit. Talk to me for a minute, I offer. I pull my laptop back a little bit in an effort to make room at the small table. This is so crazy seeing you, continues Gorn. I'm just in town for the weekend. I didn't know that you lived here still. I nod. Yep, never really felt the call of the big city. I'm happy right here for now. The world is a big, fascinating place, but I'll take the slow lane for myself. Hey, nothing wrong with that, offers Gorn. Are you living in Los Angeles, I question? Gorn nods. Yeah, I had to make the change for work. It's great to get back here sometimes, though. When I finally settle down and raise a family, I'll come back for sure. It would be nice to have you, I inform him. (laughs) Gorn nods, taking a long sip from his coffee as he leans back into his chair, settling for a moment. I hope the town is still this small by then, he continues, looking out through the window next to us, his eyes darting back and forth across the people who pass us by. I don't think that will happen, I assure him. Gorn laughs. You say that now, but there are some high-profile folks moving out here to escape the city life, my old friend explains. Oh yeah? I ask curiously. Like who? Rumor has it that Brad's Pit just got a place out by the lake, Gorn informs me, then leans in. You know who else I heard just moved into town? Who, I question, excited for a little gossip. That one fake news lady, says Gorn. You know who I'm talking about, right? Fake news, I question aloud. No, I don't know her. Gorn taps his fingers across the table, thinking hard now. You know, what's her name? I shake my head. I only read the real news. She's got black hair, I think her name is. He trails off, then suddenly claps loudly as he finds the words he's searching for. Jessica Borto, that's it. She's living out by the lake now, too. I stare back at my friend in stunned astonishment, trying to figure out if he's actually just messing with me right now. Maybe he saw the website I was reading before he sat down, and this is just some kind of wildly inappropriate practical joke. What do you mean, fake news, I question. You know, fake news, Gorn repeats back to me. 
like ridiculous conspiracy theory stuff, secret space raptor butt invasions, government cover-ups, buttbart.com, that kind of thing. The end. Of, of page four. Page four. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wow. Cliffhanger for... Uh, I, this shouldn't be as hard to follow as it is, but uh, really not. Uh, I guess I sort of see where this is going. You don't see what? Do you want to recap? No. Okay. Good. Um, this week in wax. This week in wax. Um, Did you put the fucking gum back in your mouth again? I don't want to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> Audrey, what have you been listening to this week? Um, I've been listening to a couple different things. Um, kind of been getting into Graham Parsons a little bit. Grant Parsons of uh, Flying Burrito Brothers and uh, briefly of The Birds. I can't remember what album I've been listening to. Give me one second and I'll let you know. Um, one of his earlier ones, GP. She came from the land of the cotton A land that was nearly forgotten by everyone She She slayed so hard The big old field was her backyard In the Delta sun Oh, but she sure could sing Oh Do you remember when Dr. Evils tried to name his uh, laser the Alan Parsons Project and his I think you should call it the Graham Parsons project. <laughs> okay. I actually, I actually put my pinky up to my finger. He did, but you can't see because we're on the sound. Please waves. behave yourself. Please be, please behave. Um. Oh, and this, my Discover Weekly was really killing it this uh, week, and uh, showed me this lady, Julia Jacqueline. Oh yeah, let's talk about Julia Jacqueline. Oh man, her album "Don't Let the Kids Win." I've been like just listening to this over and over again. Um, I really, I don't, it's just, it's very Angel Olsen-y. Mm-hmm. Um, it also... If you like, if you like Angel Olsen, yeah. if you like Sharon Van Etten, if you like uh, Courtney Barnett, I think you're gonna, you're gonna like She kind of reminds hear. me of Lucy Dacus too, like a, that mix of like heavy, like darker, I don't know. So if you just like fucking badass musicians, just Yeah, where was out. this, like where was this album last year? This I came out last year. Where I the don't f- know. Where the fuck was this? No one this? talked about it. Uh, <sighs> man, my favorite song on this though is "Coming of Age." Yep, I love that song. I like the one right before that, "Lead Light." It's a fan. This, this is an album. Uh, dream. You guys gotta check this album out. I'm not even kidding right now. I wish we could go back to the wonderful year 2016. <laughs> back when we were all so young and innocent. And, I know. We thought, and we thought 2016 was the worst year ever. <laughs> remember remember that? Uh, but man, I wish that I could go back there and put this on. Uh, this this. I don't know if this would have made top list, but I would have at least liked to have had this in the running. Um, 
for like top top ten. I would have liked to have t- fucking had the chance to talk about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, to at least talk about yeah. it. Yeah. What the hell? But that's that's kind of why I love like Discovery Weekly when yeah. it's good yeah, yeah. is because it like helps me find these things. And you go I through some droughts on Discovery Weekly. Some tough weeks. Yeah. Where there's nothing, but sometimes mm-hmm. it just fills you right up with some good stuff. For me this week, uh, also an album that I wouldn't have known about if it wasn't for Discover Weekly because I don't know how the fuck... Like, I knew this album was coming out, but I don't know how, like, it wasn't bigger. But The Bats have a new album. What? Yeah. The Deep Set is the new album. Uh, It's their first... Like, this is The Bats' first album of original music in six years. So you think it'd be a big fucking deal? Because The Bats are a big fucking deal? Yeah. But, like, I've been listening to this album. This is a great album. Damn. Yeah, you gotta check it out. I I recommend the song No Trace. Like, that's classic Bats. That's, like, Daddy's Highway. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, early bat sort of, sort of thing. Days at an end, I'm on the man. Should be time to unwind. I think of you, what we can do. It's always on my mind. The fucking very fake music news industry. <laughs> they're not just. I'm not just saying that they're fake anymore. I'm saying they're very, very fake. Yeah. Um, not reporting on the fact that the bats have. I haven't seen a single word about this since the release. I haven't seen a review of it. But you know what? My review is nine out of ten. But just check out. Listen, like listen to every fucking album the bats have ever put out, and then. Once you do that, listen to The Clean and listen to everything that's ever been put out on Flying Nun Records because it's the best fucking record label. I'm angry. I just want to talk about the MIB Giants. That's enough. When are they going to have a new record? I think that's it for this week. Yeah. uh, Listen to the new Bass album. Listen to Julia Jacqueline. Report back. Let us know what you think. Talk uh, to oh, Nick about They Might Be Giants. Talk to me about They Might Be Giants. Next week, we've got a special guest. We do. We have the tough boy. The Bobo. Cameron Rhodes. He's going to be live in studio. He is. He might play a song. He probably won't play probably a song. Probably won't play a song. Maybe, oh, they're recording some new material. Maybe we can debut it on the show. We'll have to ask him. We'll I'm not see. making any promises, but I promise you that we're going to debut <laughs> a new tough boy song. And the topic is going to... Even if it's not Tough Boy, we'll just say it is. The topic of the episode is going to be pizza eating music. Pizza eating music. So uh, perhaps my favorite. I'm gonna wear my pizza fanny pack. That okay, day. yeah, you should. Uh, I'm gonna. I don't know if I have any pizza apparel. Um, I have this pizza tattoo you could borrow. Okay, yeah. Uh, just slice it off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, let us know your your favorite music to eat pizza too. Please fucking do this. Uh, just it like. We don't ask you for much. We ask you for reviews on iTunes. Uh, ben wrote us one, which was nice of him. Uh, so I'm going to give him an extra of that sweet, sweet doja. Uh, but none of you other fuckers have. So write us. Hey, hey, hey. Write us a review. No, you're fuckers. No. Write us a review on iTunes. You're fuckers. No. Write us a review on iTunes. Uh, call 5127 Bub 3 
Uh, wax pathetic the podcast at gmail.com. Does at anyone listen pod. to this podcast? You gotta let us know. Is to let us know if this is a music podcast anymore. Like if it by definition, if yeah. it is, um, because it's taking some weird left turns. Yeah, uh, that's okay. That's okay. Um, and uh, that's it for this week. Anything else? Any last words? Um. No. All right. Have a good night. Let Jacob be thy Dylan. Bye.